The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a playoff edition of Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Not only are we saying it with your chest, but we're seizing everything going into the wild card round. AT&T Stadium. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. 3.30 on Sunday. We've got Isaiah Stanback. We've got Nick Harris. The great Josh Rodriguez in the building. And Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, it's almost here. Feels like the longest week of the year. Just waiting and waiting and waiting to finally see this match. I was just about to say that this feels like the longest week ever. Right? <laughs> it's just maybe it's because I didn't cover the game last week, so it's been it's going to be like two weeks since I've been at one. But man, this feels like feels like it should be game time already. But a couple more days, we'll be there. You, you're coming off a bye week. You should be rest, yeah, kinda, rested, kinda. and refreshed. Getting kind of a bye week. Not it's like really. a, it was like a, it was like a Thursday night game, like the mini bye. Yeah, mini yeah, bye. I'm coming off a mini bye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> playoff time. It feels like the intensity in the Woo! buildings ramped up Love a little playoffs, bit. Baby. Everybody is just locked in. I mean, from the 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 players to the coaches to the Analysts. support staff to the I don't know, man. Writers. You've had a down week. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Call them out. Call them out. Call them out. Call them out. Well, he didn't get to do film room. They they, yeah, they took that from They me. said no film yeah, room this they week. They, they said were... we don't want to give away secrets. Yeah, they definitely took my That's how good away. of a week he's had is that wow. they said we're not trying to mm. give and away secrets. You remember a couple years secrets. ago? I was when finding stuff, stuff. I was finding stuff in film room George against Kittle. playoff teams. It was yeah. George Kittle in 21. And now they took my film room away from me. Mm. That's what I, that's what I'm talking about. It's all good. Yeah, good for you. It's okay. Yes, the analysts are also locked in. It's all good. Staff members in the building I'm still going to prepare. Whether or not they want me to put it on a film or not, mm. I'm prepared, baby. Security's locked in. Did you, go. did you find anything? Just drop film room as soon as kickoff hits. No. <laughs> that is that would be funny. Dude, that was crazy. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking about a couple years ago. Yeah, there was, th- there was things were... that we couldn't talk about on air. Yeah. Yeah. We had to share it with the, the individuals across the building. Yeah. And it worked. It worked out great. Like LVE being a defensive end on certain packages. No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't our this was the tell. Oh, it oh. was a tell about an opponent. Found Ultimately, something on the film, yeah. baby. Found it on the film. Yeah. And we went to go do a segment in in the studio. They were like, nope, can't talk about that. I was like, what? I love how like everybody <laughs> who makes those calls. Nick if Harris. we can say that on the air, I don't know. It oh, okay. came down from above, though. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, okay. It could depend on whoever's listening. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. It's happened more than once. That, that was the that was the biggest one. He was he was talking about a tell with George Kittle when you knew he was going to be in run block or pass block. He did the same thing pre-snap. I, I can't remember what the tell was. I and remember. he was like like it was automatic. He got to the point where he was like, "All right, just to make sure I'm not crazy, I'm going to tell you what the tell is and then call it." And I did it on five straight plays and it was yeah. Right, five straight plays. Like it, it was pretty obvious, and so they ran it across the. We sure, could have used that in week five, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't important. I think, I think George might have, might have figured it out by now. Did you have a tell on the undershirt he had in week five? No, did chance? not see that. Did not see that one happening. 
I hope if they play in the NFC title game and somebody scores on the Cowboys side like a like a game winning touchdown and they're they're gonna run away with it and they're going yeah. to the Super Bowl that somebody lifts up the shirt and it says blank San Fran mm. just yeah. to reverse it. I don't know. It's like a twenty grand reversal. Yeah, that's true. It's not my Depends money. Yeah, exactly. It ain't my money, so. Exactly. It's Dude, my I enjoyment. You should do it. They're, no, I think I'm all right. Post-game oh, show. I see what you guys did there with the hats, too. First yeah, word. Did you guys tell the people what it is at the stadium this weekend? Oh, it's white out. Yeah, white right out it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. wear white to the stadium on, white on, white. on Sunday. White Air Force Ones. Don't wear black ones. Ooh, wear the I, white ones. I like this. White Air Force Ones. White dunks. White, shoes, white blazers. Yeah. yeah. Jordans. I don't have Jordans, Kyle. You know this. Yes, you do. I have no Jordans. You've got some. Oh, I got these. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. oh there we go. There you I'm go. breaking out the fours. Hey, white draws. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. White yeah. draws. All the right. way down. Dare you wear white draws? This far. is the week to break them out. Okay. You go get you some fruit of the looms there, no. Beamer. Yep. The fruities. Not the whiteies. The fruit of the looms, baby. Not the whiteies. Oh yes, the Tiny all white. Whiteies. No. Two things white I will never wear: underwear and socks. Why is that? Just it's just. No, you don't trust yourself to wear white draws? Being, I'm just not wearing white draws. Do you draws. not trust yourself to wear white draws? I'm just not wearing white draws. <laughs> That's what I'm asking you. I could, I could get like a dirt stain on it and people think it's dirty. Mm. Why would you have a dirt stain on your underwear? Exactly. Exactly. Are you almost commando? Things happen. Things happen. Well, maybe he's playing baseball. Can you do a cartwheel? No. Okay. White Wait, socks what? are crisp, though. <laughs> I, I don't understand the socks part. The socks, they just look nerdy. That's all. Yeah, I just wow. don't like with white nerdy socks. socks. No. Yeah, just I don't like white why, socks. Why, why, why not? What's just the last? I used to make fun of people with white socks. Hey, I can't wear white. What socks. What is the last <laughs> year you wore white draws? Last year? The last year that you put on a pair of white draws? Probably when I wore diapers when I was like two. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, I don't know. A couple years ago, two years ago, you approximately. Were, you're bold. <laughs> I I probably. High school. I, I can yeah. you, sir. What I like you, you man. Like early high school. I haven't probably. purchased white draws in a very long time. Yeah. It's probably. The Talking Cowboys haters are Ooh, really we're probably going to go after him. Yeah, they're like, why aren't they talking football? Talking draws. Talking, talking draws, draws man. <laughs> white out on Sunday. Bring the energy. <laughs> white out, baby. It was funny yesterday. Uh, uh, our producer, Caden Gates, actually asked the question to Dak. He was asking about the fans. Caden definitely wears white draws. <laughs> don't, don't, don't throw Caden under the bus like that. <laughs> Um, but it, 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 he asked Dak Prescott the question of like how much do the fans play a factor, and are you excited to to be in AT and T Stadium for playoff atmosphere? And he didn't even let the question finish, but he cut off Caden, and he goes blank, yeah, like yeah, mm. like that was that was his his mm. answer. He was, I mean, you could tell it was genuine. Like he's he's pumped to be at home and be at AT and T Stadium. But I, I want to make a request for the fans. Her. For the fans, you guys know how everybody gets really excited, right? And they wait for the guys to break the huddle when mm-hmm. an opposing team is coming to the line of scrimmage. They start getting loud. My request for the fans that are listening, okay? I know everybody in Cowboy Nation is listening to Talking Cowboys. Of course. We're the best podcast. Yeah. But start making noise when they come from the sideline into the huddle. Like when guys are in the huddle, that's when you want to be loud because that's when they're trying to communicate exactly what the play is. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, there might so be not a, just the adjustments at the line. Yeah. Like the play's already called. At the line of scrimmage, now they might change it, right? But the play, the initial play was already called, and they're at the line of scrimmage ready to run that. They can go on silent count. The biggest impact, this is a little insight okay, from the player's perspective, mm-hmm. the biggest impact the crowd can have on players, okay, outside of the offensive alignment on snap counts, is going to be when you're trying to communicate as a quarterback to your team in the huddle what the play call is. So if you make a bunch of noise when, you're, when those guys are huddled up, 
and they can't hear that, it's like playing a bad game of telephone. Hmm. You guys remember the old school game telephone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you start in one end, you tell somebody, and by the time it gets down to the end, like it's totally something different. Okay. That's what it's like when you're trying to communicate to those uh, those ten other guys in the huddle what the play call is. You're trying to cover your ears, and you're trying to hear your coach talking through the speakers in your helmet for people who forget what's going on there. Coach is talking in your helmet, giving you the play call. You're trying to hear that, and it sounds like freaking Morse code already. So the louder you get, the harder it is to interpret that. And then he has to, in turn, the quarterback, communicate that to the other 10 guys. You know what always like uh, leaves me question at the end of the day? Like, Why don't stadiums put like an instructional video like on Jumbotrons or everything? Like... <laughs> Like, hey, get loud at these moments, or is that like against NFL rules? Because it just feels like too know. easy to like be like, hey, like let's do it at this time, like you said, or let's do it at yeah. that time, and then when the offense is on the field, please just shut up. You yeah, know? yeah. But, or we should I like just pull an Arthur <clears throat> blank and just have like a <laughs> like as, as soon as they, they get in the huddle. You know what I mean? Just, you like, know what? Crowd the crowd's going to be pleasantly surprised. There's going to be some surprises on the big board this week to get people turned up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to you got to plug on that. Maybe. It's okay. me shirtless on the bus. Wow. wow. Pump it up the and you're going to see a, a pregnant Italian woman come in there hot as hell, <laughs> looking at everybody's eyes. You turn away. You turn away. <laughs> you stop looking. You stop <laughs> looking. Meanwhile, <laughs> my shirt's up in the press box. Like, yeah. That's yeah, really quick one. <laughs> Somebody comes over, shh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the crowd's looking at the, at the Jumbotron like, what the hell is this? And then there's just one guy in the press box with his shirt off and it's not cares. It's, my it's like, it worked. It worked. It's my last day of the job, man. I knew he had on white. And then you have to stay quiet for the rest of the game in like a half t-shirt. Just... Oh, good stuff. goodness! Good I, stuff. I like the instructional side of things though because take it—it's a it, whiteout I, to a whole new level. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a whiteout, all right. <laughs> it's the middle of January, guys. Exactly, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, total a whiteout, whiteout. Yeah. <laughs> fully white. <laughs> It's, okay, back on topic. Back on topic. The uh, oh, God, I'm hot now. Uh, <laughs> oh God, fully white. All right. Um, so I, I, I was going to ask you this specifically. So I feel like in college stadiums, it's pretty common to have loud crowds consistently. Mm-hmm. To where when you we, when you are communicating Correct. in a huddle like that and you are having that conversation, it's upended to a certain extent. Yeah. My first thought, of just since we're in Texas, Kyle Field, they are loud all the time, okay. all the way through. They are. I mean, Texas. I, I know, but DKR like is there ones, too. Like, saying, I get like it. I, but my first thought is because they're doing the yells and whatever the mm-hmm. silly stuff they're doing down in College Station, but. When you're in the NFL, is there a specific NFL stadium that's loud the entire time? Seattle. That's the one. Yeah. That's built. I know. To be I, know loud. I mean, I know y'all gonna say that, but no. But like seriously, there's. There, I haven't never been in a stadium that's louder than Seattle. Yeah. Not I, even Arrowhead. Kansas no. City. Kansas City's loud, but it was not that. You got to remember, I was on the team when Marshawn broke the big run, so yeah. like that they, literally registered on the on the Richter scale. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it gets pretty stupid in there. Yeah, the thing about college stadiums is that there's so much rich tradition that, like, that just carries over so easily year yeah, after year yeah. after year. NFL, it's really tough because the fans are being replaced Correct. every year. So it's Correct. like, it's, it's. Oregon was the loudest in college. <clears throat> Oregon. Oregon was the loudest I experienced. Not even in college. Washington? Interesting. Washington gets stupid as well. But, like, say, Oregon. It's like but, top three. Yeah, it, it is. But when you're the opponent, Oregon sucks. Yeah. <laughs> LSU's insane. I, I feel like I college imagine. has, yeah. like, an, uh, an unfair advantage because they have. Uh, Tubas, marching you know bands, like yeah. they have marching. <laughs> that bands. is true. Who does? They have, say tubas again. Tubas, <laughs> dude. Like that is just a loud word to begin with. Where is yeah. this again? 
In college. in college. Oh, in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you, there was like an NFL stadium that had tubas like around the... It Nick should. was like, I'm booking my ticket right now. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I mean, Vikings, I guess, they have like the... The, the, the skull. The yeah, Ravens skull. have a marching band, don't they? Do they really? Don't the Ravens don't have a band? I'm pretty sure it, they do. They, I yes, think they have they a, do. Is it a drum line? No, or is it a, a full band? It's a full band. That's dope. That's so, so does the Commanders. But if you have tubas, I, I'd it's say... Like the only they, fans they never play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play on scoring drives? It doesn't happen. If, if, if you got the brass section helping out your... your uh, I don't know how loud yeah. it is. Uh, Mike from New York is texting in on the the line. He said, uh, please talk about the Cowboys. He said, my cousin and I will be at the game and I can't wait. I'm so excited. Let's go Cowboys with six exclamation marks. Mm. And then he says, I'll get our stadium pumped. Mike can do it. Mike Mike can do it. If anybody can do it, it. it's Mike. I need Mike Mike to come find us and say hi. I need, that's what I need to happen. I need Mike to come say hi to the talking Cowboys crew. Come say what's up. He's like an honorary, uh, He's like an honorary member of Talking Cowboys. All right, let's get into some news and notes. Yeah. Quickly from, from yesterday's practice. Yeah, we'll dive into this really quick. Uh, as far as the injury report, that's where we always start. That's where we'll start today. There are three big notes to come off of it, um, and they're all three positive, so uh, for the Cowboys at least. Um, we can start off with Stephon Gilmore. If, if you remember from the show yesterday, that the plan was to get him on the practice field by Saturday. They were going to mm-hmm. rehab him Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then put that harness on and see how he can operate with it on Saturday and then make a determination for Sunday, but there was still confidence. He got on the field yesterday, so he was limited yesterday. Yesterday, put that harness on. Uh, Mike McCarthy spoke on 105.3 The Fan this morning and said that he was comfortable playing with the harness and that he he expects him to be ready to go on Sunday. So um, obviously it's a limiting injury, but he... um, he, it looks like he's going to be able to play. And be, getting back on the field yesterday was very, very big. Uh, two other big notes come from the Green Bay Packers side. So Jair Alexander, their star corner, who's kind of battled some injury and battled some suspensions as well this season, uh, or just one. Um, <laughs> he uh, was downgraded to did not practice yesterday with a shoulder and ankle injury. He was mm. limited on Wednesday, but did not practice yesterday. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And then as well as their starting left guard, El- Elton Jenkins, I cannot say that first name, mm-hmm. Uh, knee ankle injury did not practice yesterday he was downgraded from being limited again on Wednesday and then also AJ Dillon continues to not practice uh, their second mm. running back in wow. that running back room so That's uh, huge. yeah quite a quite a bit of big injuries for uh, for the Green Bay Packers if their left guard cannot go if a, a, a big time uh, rushing presence in their backfield cannot go and AJ Dillon or if Jair Alexander can't go all three of those are big we'll talk about Jair a, a little bit more in the next segment as well but all of those are positive notes for the Cowboys which one is the, is the greatest impact, you think? Stephon Gilmore. No, no, no. To, oh, to from them. Um, I would probably say left guard yeah, because you look, at, you look at Jonathan thing. Hankins yep. and, and what he's been able to do in the running game since yep. when, when he's in the E equation. If they have a backup left guard, man, that'll that'll be able to help stop Aaron Jones a little bit more. And I like it a lot. That kind of goes into my next point. Can I talk about rush defense really quick? Yeah, and of course. Go ahead and jump right into this next point that I want to make. Yeah. So we, I talked to a lot of guys in the, in the uh, locker room yesterday, and I was kind of going with the intention of finding, you know, what their approach is with, with rush defense this week because you look at what Aaron Jones has put together this season and um, he's had over half of his yards in the last three weeks granted he's battled injury but 358 yards in the final three games leads the NFL we've talked about that this week so talking to Jonathan Hankins Demarcus Lawrence Micah Parsons uh, they're taking that challenge very seriously going into this week especially when you consider what Aaron Jones has done against the Cowboys in his three career games I believe he's averaging around 125 yards whenever he's playing the Cowboys so yeah it's, a, it's another Green Bay Packers playoff matchup and it's another Aaron that's coming into town looking to uh, 
uh, wreak some havoc. So, but it, it looks like the approach is being taken correctly by the defensive unit, and they're they're, they're taking this very seriously. I think this is the biggest offensive weapon that Green Bay could have on on Sunday. It's the only thing that would give me bubble guts if I was on the def- defensive staff. I was looking at these numbers, just talking about the run defense specifically. With Jonathan Hankins in the fold, the Cowboys are 11-3. and They've allowed 17 points per game and have allowed 102 rushing yards per game. That's weeks 1 through 14 and then week 18. Without Jonathan Hankins, the Cowboys are 1-2. and They've allowed 24 points per game and 161 rushing yards per game. And that was the three weeks between weeks 15 through 17. Oh, that's just a quinky dink, Kyle. Is it? You think so? I... <laughs> I think not. I, I, I think this is. I think Jonathan Hankins is the, the yeah. missing cog to that inside, uh, that interior to the defensive line. And I like the physicality that they they upticked from the Buffalo game. Yeah. Even though it wasn't always perfect against Miami, against Detroit, and then even a little bit at times against Washington, I like the there was a there was a considerable effort to be physical. In the run game and in stopping the run. That's something that we didn't even have our hat to, to hang on early in the season. And it's something that I think is an improvement from this team. And with Jenkins being added to that physicality, yeah. I've, I've, I'm so much more confident in the run defense than I, I would have been early in the season. Yeah, and Green Bay, they use a variety of gap schemes and pullers. And Hankins does such, such a good job of just overwhelming those from the snap. And yeah. his get-off is great in those instances. It's a really big addition to have him. I was gonna say even uh, Mike has been better at the at the at run defense the, just over the last the three edge. weeks. Yeah, uh, better than he's been all season. Uh, more so the last three games. And um, I think we had this discussion earlier in the year. Is like who would be your best? You know, your number one run defender would it be Demarcus Lawrence or would it be mm-hmm. Jonathan Hankins? And I think all of us were on Demarcus Lawrence, and then you were fighting for Jonathan Hankins early on <clears> in the season. I think you've been proven right for the most part, but they've stepped up since then. No, no you, you don't have to tell him that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, please don't make it. No, D Law's an absolute goon. And he's been a huge he's been reason. incredible. He's been absolutely amazing. You don't want to be missing either of them. No, no absolutely not. But like I think just from a fan's perspective, I hope that they acknowledge the impact that D Law's had on this defense this year. And a lot of times you think about defensive ends and their presence in terms of rushing the quarterback. D Law's presence has been primarily felt uh against the run. And yeah. he's been very disruptive. And when I say disruptive, I mean, like, to your point, the reason why, you know, when D-Law and Hankins, I'll say them in, in conjunction with each other, <clears throat> when those guys are both present on the field, teams really can't pull. They really can't pull because these guys are able to push the offensive linemen back into the backfield or simply just penetrate and get to the backfield and get one or two yards deep. And now they disrupt the blocking scheme of those guys that are trying to pull and, and wrap around guys and get up to the next level. Those guys are knocking guys back. We saw it a couple weeks ago when D-Law took three guys out yeah. in one play. Those guys were trying to pull guards and, and centers and all that stuff, and he just simply just disrupted it, right? So a lot of those plays are timing plays. A lot of those, those plays require you to hold, you know, kind of the defensive player to kind of stay in one spot for maybe half a second just so you can get the leverage you need, and both of those guys don't allow for that. So when you play with those two guys on the defensive front together, you really have to turn your running game to just simply just downhill. I I have a name in, in mind when I ask this question, but I'm curious to see where you guys go with it. But if Jonathan Hankins and Demarcus Lawrence are run defenders' importance number one and number two mm-hmm. on your defense, who's number three? Damone Clark. Okay. Nope. Also. 
Chief. See, I was thinking Osa. Osa. Uh, I mean, that's valid. That's that's a, I mean, no, he's he would been like, really like Damon to be. <clears throat> Damon could be three yeah. if he was clean and, and would make. Well, well, Damon would be win. much. Be, he'll be a much better player next year. I love Damon. I love his size. I love his preparation. He has to learn this offseason how to keep offensive linemen's hands off of him. I right? wasn't saying like third most talented. I, asked, I, was saying like I third, asked for importance, oh, but I meant importance. talented. Oh, yeah, okay, I importance, talented. I was thinking, I missed, like, the who needs to be that three guy? And I was oh, thinking okay, got you, got you. But, yeah, if it was, like, impo- actual impact, impact. I would say yeah. Osa. For if sure. that's the okay. case, if, yeah, yeah. if we're talking about importance, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. You need Damone Clark to be that guy because then you have the interior cover, the outside cover, and you have the back, the second level cover. Yeah. But if we're talking about, right now, who's the third best run defender okay. on your team? Osa. Jordan Lewis. Osa. Jay Lewis and that been really good. Malik Hooker, as well, is a really good run defender on this team. I think he's graded as the best uh, run. I think he's graded best against the run as Who's far that? as cornerback. Uh, Jay Jordan Lou. Lewis. Jay Lewis has been a dog yeah. in terms of like in general. Oh my goodness! Like <laughs> his really good, his man. impact from that position group mm-hmm. has been tremendous against the run. There there would be substantially so many more big runs if it hadn't been for Jay Lewis' willingness. We've talked about the willingness yep. from the cornerback position it's in not recent years. Been there. Hasn't always been there. J. Lou has stepped up in a major way. That's I think Gilmore has been somewhat willing majority of the time, but I don't consider Gilmore to be a big physical guy unless you call him old. Especially this week. Okay? <laughs> unless you call him old. Unless yeah. you call him old, right? Trayvon Diggs, we know in his past, and then obviously he, the games this year he was more uh he was more physical, forcing an interception early in the year prior to his injury. Then Jay Lou has really taken that upon his shoulders to be that enforcer from the cornerback room, not from the secondary necessarily, but from that cornerback room. You need to have an impact, especially if you can get that out of your nickel, because that's the next man up who has an opportunity to come out and make a play once you get outside of the tackle box. Yeah, Jordan Lewis, you want to go ahead and no, no, go you go ahead. Jordan Lewis is the second uh, highest graded uh, cornerback when it comes to rush defense in the entire NFL. Awesome. Deron Bland is tied for fourth, by hey. the way. Mm, hey. Deron's shown a willingness to Absolutely. Come up Absolutely. Yeah. I think both of those guys have. I mean, there were times when that was a main <clears throat> criticism of Trayvon Diggs. If he did not have the willingness to come up and hit. And, there, and then after the criticism hit, there were some times where he would show it. But at the same time, that's not what he's doing. Yeah, that's but, he's not st- his but he started out prior to his injury. He started out this year being physical. Like he, he, he flipped the completely switch. agree. You know, yeah. one, I mean, the first interception run back for a touchdown for Duran Bland was because of Trayvon hammer. Diggs. Yeah. yeah. Sitting in cover two, trap corner, came up and made a big hit. I yeah. want to say he had a tackle for loss in that Jets game, too. Like he was, he was balling. Playing well. Yeah. I really can't wait for us to have, like, it's going to be one of those where we have a weekly uh, show in the offseason and we're going to spend, like, an entire Wednesday episode talking about this cornerback situation and what the hell they're going to do this offseason. Yeah. Because oh, it's, 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 it's such a decision. Well, it's such a decision. Well, if they really wanted to, they can make some decisions. They could draft somebody at 32, and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah. There's a lot of oh, things. Uh, yeah. Uh, 32. Yeah, thank you. Well, that means we would have to. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. It. Trade up. <laughs> yeah, trade back out. <laughs> trade back out. Uh, all right. Anything else, news and notes, before we take our first break? Uh, I did want to dive into this really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Parsons was asked yesterday about the potential of Dan Quinn taking another job and just, you know, kind of the impact he's had on his career. They came into Dallas at the very same time back in 2021. Um, and Parsons obviously was really, you know, uh, I don't know, respect paid his respects towards uh, – I say that like he's dying uh, – towards <laughs> towards Dan Quinn. And uh, he said, that's like my OG for real. He means a lot to me, not only because it's just about football. We were talking today, and I said, you're just such a great mentor. 
Bellator. I think he does a great job of finding ways for you to love the game and finding ways to go around the game. And then he kind of joked later on in, in like his little spiel, and he was like, who knows, he might take me with him. And everybody's like, ha-ha, ha-ha, ha-ha. <laughs> Everybody's throwing things. <laughs> it was a joke, though. And I, I think people saw the quote on Twitter, too, and uh, gosh, yeah. the freak-out sessions were, were there. And he I knew it would joking. happen. I knew it would happen. And it was, it was kind of funny to see uh, team personnel in the corner whenever he said that. They were just like, <laughs> that gives people a bubble. I have another bubble guts when we come as, back from as break. Soon as, as soon as Micah yeah. said that, like Will McClay, Stephen Jones, and Jerry mm. Jones all appeared in the hallway. Like it was like a cloud of dust, and then they were there. Yeah, and they had like big money happened. bags. I have some more bubble <laughs> guts when we come back. Tom. No, why you got to do that Hold going the into break? The bubbly. It's not the tease I want to talk about. Speaking of Louis bags, I, I promise last thing. Okay. Um, so Dak said in his walk-off yesterday that he's been buying like a ton of Louis bags, mm-hmm. and specifically Investments. the ones that have the LV logos all over them. Yep. Y'all know what I'm talking about yep. if y'all are Louis fans mm-hmm. out there. Because he wants it to be a reminder that Las Vegas is the goal. I thought that was kind of interesting. So Weird an flex, excuse okay. for yeah, I said uh, I said slight flex, but kind of a calculated one, you know. But it is cool. Um, hey man, whatever you want to justify yeah. your spinning habits, will yeah. I am okay with I have that, a Luis. I do the same I have a thing. Luis. I justify my spinning. You got a Luis. I have a Luis. Yeah, <laughs> I have a Luis Voltron. Yeah, the only time I've seen that logo is whenever Isaiah brings it in a pregame. Right. Yeah. Right. I actually did just get a gift though. My best friend bought me one for Christmas. Dang, you got some good friends. Yeah. Who was it? Tom Brady. No, <laughs> Thomas was not my Bill best Belichick. Friend. Bill, that's my guy. Bill, shout out to Bill. Shout out to Bill. <laughs> All right, to Bill. <laughs> when we it. come back here on Talking Cowboys, it's time to talk some key matchups. Plus, I don't know what Isaiah is talking about with these bubble guts, but I we'll hear about it when we come back right after this. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. <laughs> But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from my next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a soldier to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a yes. super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you get him in? Josh. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. He I saw, saw him. him. You saw him? You got yeah. a witness? I also Thank got goodness. a man. He got a man, too. Whoa. That's right. Double time, baby. Nick Harris? No. No. I, don't worry. Wow. I had some Pop-Tarts this morning. Ooh. I had them toasted. Oh, Let's go. go. Mm-hmm. How about it? supposed to be. Did you see what the flavor? Did you see the segment uh, from social media? Uh, all the guys responding to it? Yeah. Yeah. We got zero credit. No for credit that. for that. Zero credit. Mm. Even though we brought it up here first. It's all right. I may it's or may not have made a pit stop in the office up there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I saw Talking you do it too. I was like, hey. It's okay, hey, man. We're, hey. team. We're a team around Keep it here. to we ourselves. We're a team we around here. Okay. Before we get to Isaiah's bubble guts, got some text messages mm-hmm. from the two or seven two zero. As a fan from Colorado, he traveled from Colorado to the Lions game. The crowd has some moments of getting quiet. So he challenges the fans. He says, we all need to have no voice after this game is over and make as much noise as possible throughout the game. Yes. Big time. In your face. Uh, Abe in Las Vegas says, I have two cheeseheads here at work. They're already chirping. I don't know what you've got to chirp about. The game hadn't even started yet. Uh, I have a really good feeling that we will get the dub. Is That's from Abe in Las Vegas. You know what, Abe, here, if your friends are spending every day listening to Talking Packers or whatever they have on their show, that's one thing. Talking I do know. Abe listens every single day. There we go. So, Appreciate you, Abe. Yeah, keep going, Abe. Keep doing your thing. Then Dean from Green Bay. He's a oh. Cowboys fan in Green Bay. Let's go. This is an interesting one. He said, lots of Packers fans may not be able to get to Dallas. They have a blizzard rolling through right now. Lots of flights have already been canceled. Go Cowboys. Oh. Unfortunate. No darn. Oh, no. You're telling me God's a Cowboys fan? <laughs> yes. That's why that they built a hole in the roof at Texas Stadium. Oh, that's right. So God could watch his favorite team play I forget football. Forget about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why it happens. Then they closed it up. Then they closed it up. Then they said, get out of here. What no, we'll give, got, we'll give you access big, when we want they've to. They've got video boards outside. <laughs> pay for that. Exactly. He can, he can watch it. We'll retract the roof when we feel like it, God. We have America's team already, but how obnoxious would it be if we went with God's team? God's team. All right. Oh. All right. What? What do you? Okay. Real quick. What do you uh, want to talk the about? The Okay. So GBBGs. I, I, I know we had some some conversations <clears throat> in regards to DQ, right? Yeah. Dan Quinn, and obviously you just brought it up in regards to Micah and hearing some the the, the 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 tones in Micah's voice leads me gives me even more. Anyways, affirmation. Okay. But <clears throat> we know that Seattle and New England are both very. Um, strategic organizations when it comes to decision making. Mm-hmm. We knew that New England, like Coach Belichick is not stepping aside unless the decision is already made for who's taking his place. We know that probably about Seattle as well. New England went ahead and made their decision what a day yep. after. Okay. They already announced who they're who they who they're going with. Okay. And Gerard Mayo, shout out to my old teammate. Mm-hmm. Seattle has not announced who their next guy is. Does that give you guys any worry? 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 accepting that Dan Quinn is going to be okay. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's okay. Coach next I just make sure. Yeah, I mean, I, that's. I've as soon taken, as that job opened, I was like, okay, he's gone. I've already because, taken the Alka Seltzers. I've taken the the tablets. Like my bubble guts have settled down because yeah, I think I've accepted. Well, it's it. not even really that. Like the bubble guts have been released. Like it's, it's no, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> damage has been had. <laughs> I feel like look, I feel bad. I don't know anything. I don't. I'm not gonna say no, don't ask know like anything. But I feel like he's not I, a confirmation. He should be gone. I, I bring that up because these 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 organizations are very, very precise in how they move, right? Yeah. And and you know that that the next man is next man up. If you have gonna release one of your amazing coaches, been release. there for years in, in, in or Stepped aside, no. parted ways. Okay, and don't release. Uh, you you hold it in. You yeah, clinch. Okay, well you clinch the division. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that division. That far. far. Damn far. I'll then, give you that. New England obviously went ahead and announced because they had no reason to to hesitate. Uh, yeah, on their right. They knew right? who they were going. With. Seattle, we know they're just as strategic as New England is. They have not announced. So, does that give you bubble guts? We just answered that. Obviously, does it give you bubble guts? I, I like you said. I think it's all but confirmed. I, I, it's it's yeah. You just accept it, move on. Yeah. And again, this is just all this is just our speculation. This, this is, is speculation. our feelings. This is what yeah. our, our heart says. Yeah, we're we're in the building. We get some insight on. But not, we don't have that much insight. We don't have this insight. I guarantee yeah. you. That. I don't matter that much. <laughs> none, of, none of us do. All right, uh, key matchups. Yeah, let's do it. Have let's you dive released into it. your key matchups list. Uh, yeah, well, okay. it's uh, <laughs> we're about to we're about to release Sweet. it. Um, we're going to start off with uh, C.D. Lamb versus Jair Alexander again. We we spoke earlier about Correct. how Jair Alexander did not practice yesterday, so he might not play. But mm. I, 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 it's a playoff game. I, I expect him to play. Yeah. Um, C.D. Lamb, the last time that he played the Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau last year, while it was that overtime loss, he had 11 receptions for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Kind of reminiscent of the stat line he had in the loss against the Eagles uh, earlier this season, but uh, didn't line up against Jair Alexander too much in that game. Um, But something I want to point out here is that, and and shout out to Mina Kimes from ESPN for throwing this on Twitter yesterday, uh, the Packers are the worst team in the NFL in defending slants. Mm-hmm. And CeeDee Lamb, that's where he gets his bread and butter. That's where he gets his work. I, I think you might see a lot of outside work from CeeDee Lamb this week. Mm-hmm. You know, some some weeks you, you want to see him in the slot and uh, work, work out of that. Um, we saw that against the Lions quite a bit as well. We saw that against, uh, yeah, it was the Lions where he had the big game. Um, but I, I think here you might see him working on the outside and trying to get across the middle of the field and really having that uh, free range to be able to do that. Jair Alexander... Again, kind of a weird year, but if you look at the year he had last year, really physical, really sticky in coverage. I mean, he doesn't do anything exceptional, but he does a lot of things good. And he he, he talks exceptionally. That's yeah. that's for sure. And his his big hat is pretty exceptional as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think if if he can kind of get back to what he is, what he has been at least at his top form, then it's still a, it's still a matchup that should should cause concern. Uh, six targets, four receptions on twelve snaps against Alexander. Whenever they were matched up one on one, according to the next gen stat. 23 yards and one touchdown. So yep. <clears throat> even with the four receptions, 23 yards, one touchdown against Alexander, that was just a fraction of the 11 for 150 and two touchdowns that he had against Green Bay last that last year. With Alexander, I know you had talked about it a little bit yesterday. It With a playoff matchup and as much as that, that guy really does talk, yeah. he, is, <clears throat> he likes to get in the head of his he opponents. He has a gift of gap. Do do you expect him to play his best game of the year if he does indeed go and I expect everybody to play their best game. It's the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yes, you learn a lot about players during the playoffs. There's there's certain players that elevate more than others. Correct. Whenever Absolutely. Playoff time comes around. Yeah, I would expect him to. I would expect as a cornerback. Okay, cornerbacks have a certain swag about them, right? A certain confidence that they have to exude as as cornerbacks exude. in this league. Yeah, it's the re- toughest job in the in the. It is, it is. Whether they're yeah, talking, whether talk. they're verbal, or whether it's internal, right? Like a Deron Bland, right? You either yeah. two opposite opposing polar opposites, right? You have Deron Bland, who's going to be like the quiet confidence, and then you have Jair Alexander, who's going to talk it, right? Both of those guys are fully confident in their abilities, but no matter what, you have to show up, especially when you're going against a number one receiver. Yeah. When you're going against the number one receiver in the league, based upon what the stats show, you have to bring your A game. And if you don't bring your A game, you're going to be exposed because you best believe that that CD Lamb is going to get at least ten targets. So you're going to have opportunities to show whether or not you're elevating your game or whether you're backing down. And we're going to, and hopefully, we get to see that matchup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, second matchup that we're going to dive into here is uh, Terrence Steele versus Rashawn Gary. So Rashawn Gary is the leading sack getter for the Green Bay Packers this year. He's got nine of them. Um, he, he's active in run defense as well. Uh, there's quite a bit of things that he can do off off that edge, and mm-hmm. he's he's more of a guy that like. It, He's he's an edge rusher, but you don't think of him as an edge rusher no. because he always comes inside whenever he's creating uh, uh, creating um, havoc. Uh, something interesting about Rashawn Gary, and this is just kind of like a ode to my previous job working in recruiting. There are only five recruits in the history of ever, well, since 2000 when recruiting, when internet recruiting became a thing, five uh, that scored a perfect one scale on, on the recruiting scale so that basically means that 24 7 sports rivals and espn all rank them as the number one recruit in their class it's wow. only happened five times Rashawn gary is one of them so um i'm curious if you guys have any guesses for who the other four are by chance trevor lawrence uh no but he was he's very close very close hmm. um oof. how do you have years uh 2011 2013 2002 2003 Vic? Nah, nah. Mm. I can go ahead and go down them really yeah, quick. Yeah, go for it. Jadavion Clowney, uh, yeah. uh, Robert Nicomdici, uh, yeah. Vince Young, and Ernie Sims. So, And then Rashawn Gary is in that list as well. This was, was my year. Yeah, <clears throat> Vince was. He definitely was. Houston Madison. Uh, but uh, talking about this matchup specifically. I was going to say Isaiah Stanback. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you would have been there. there if not you're in that Trevor Lawrence category. Like fifth, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth or fifth quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. You were? Yeah, I was around there. That's Maybe. nice. That's I'm about nice. To look up Isaiah Stanback recruiting. I think from what I remember, you were higher on rivals than anything. So shout out to my last job. You know, you we, we did, mm. it right. did it right. Um, anyway, uh, a Terrence Steele. Obviously, he, he's he's had some up and down moments at times. I think on this back half of the season, he's really starting to play some of his yeah. best ball. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup going against Rashawn Gary. I think the number one thing that I'm looking forward to it's not pass blocking in this in this matchup for me. It's run blocking because I think there's an opportunity mm. for this running game to have a big game on Sunday. I really yeah. do. And if, if if uh, they can keep Rashawn Gary out of the equation, then that obviously helps them a lot more. Yeah, I think we mentioned this on Wednesday, obviously, but Gary doesn't bother me as much as Quay Walker bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. that, I don't yeah. like that matchup. I don't like Quay Walker versus Tony Pollard mm. in blocking. Yeah. And you're going to see that matchup. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that, that gives me bubble guts. As good as Tony Pollard's been in, in the pass blocking. You're talking like pass pro pickup? I'm talking about pass okay. pro pickup. And that's not talking about the willingness of Tony Pollard. He has been amazing no. for, in that back. He's stepped, he stepped up in a major way. Yeah. But Quay is, has the size, the athleticism, the agility. The, I mean, he's, he's, he's a dude. He's a dude. And that's, that's their blitzing. That's their blitzer. Is he that dude? He's that dude. Uh, Isaiah was the number seven dual threat quarterback. He was a four-star recruit and number one in the state of Washington. Wow. Who was ahead of me? 
Uh, <laughs> That's the only we, thing here. We had a lot of guys that it's year. Like, Nick, I mean, you're going to have Collier old we bosses. We've got to figure year. this one out. Uh, 2002, top, top dual threat quarterback recruits. <laughs> Vince Young, Marcus Vick, uh, Michael Vick, uh, James Banks, the heck is James Gavin Banks? No, Dickey. Marcus Vick is his brother. Oh, yeah. Marcus Vick? Oh, I yes. know. But uh, Yeah, I was just making the joke because he went to guys. Virginia Tech, too. Uh, Gavin Dickey, Tyler Paulco, Lester Ricard. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, know who those guys are. Come yeah. on now. That's, that They're not relevant false. anymore, baby. <laughs> You're How above, many have a Super Bowl? Ooh, you were above Troy Smith, though, who went to Ohio State. Yeah, I came out with Troy. came out with Jamarcus Russell. Nick Cannon. Uh, uh, Brady Quinn. I mean, we were deep yeah. at quarterback that year. Yeah, that's that's fun. John class. Beck. No, I'm done. Remember John Beck? I don't. Trent Edwards? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of quarterbacks that year. Wow. <clears throat> Jared Sabransky. Polish. Alex Smith? I remember when Brady Cummings was You were way above Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. Now mm-hmm. he's just the guy on color commentating for like a, a <laughs> random noon SEC game. It's like Missouri Vanderbilt. He had some like protein drink commercial that we always used to make fun of. No, I'm done. Remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I uh, really a quick final matchup that I'll dive into and that we can make this kind of brief. The, the only thing that kind of sticks out to me about this is that Deron Bland versus Christian Watson. Both of these guys came into the league at the same time. Both of these guys have had some success since they've come into the league. Christian Watson has battled injury a little bit this year. Uh, but I really love looking at young guys going up against each other, especially if they're in the same draft class. Because, I don't know, for me, if I'm a receiver, if I'm a corner, or if I'm whatever, and I'm going up against another guy that is in my same draft class that I probably saw during the draft process, I want to beat that guy. And you think back to what happened at Lambeau last year, and it was Christian Watson's coming out party. He had those three touchdowns, had one on Deron Bland that kind of made him look silly. So I, I'm sure Deron Bland... He, he He's an even-keeled guy. You're never going to get any emotion out of him. But there's got to be something deep down inside mm-hmm. of him. It's like, you know what? I want to get Christian Watson back. So that's going to be a matchup I'm looking forward to on Sunday. I like that. Do you think he could kind of – do you think there's any added confidence based off of what he did against the Cowboys last year? The Christian Watson? Watson yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that that kind of plays into it as well. Yeah. So just being able to limit Christian Watson. I need them to shut him down this week. Do it. Shut him down. Shut I, him down. I cannot stand Christian Watson. I mean, after that game, like that was just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he, he did absolutely nothing going into that game, and then <laughs> went off for three tutties. But he's not like entirely healthy, is he? Yeah, he's been battling injury most of the year, but he's playing, so yeah. he he'll be ready to go. He'll be ready to roll. All right, we're ready to roll into our f- not final, but our final full pick'em segment. Okay, I was like, going Whoa. into the regular season. Give us a call if you want to represent the fans this week. 888-855-2297. We've got a new second place holder in the pick'em standings this week. So 888-855-2297. Isaiah Stanback is not, not the new second place <laughs> holder this week. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. 
Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. It is the final pick'em segment of all six games. And this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. You know who's smiling this week? Nick Harris, who went perfect 6-0 and you know, in his week away from talking Cowboys. Slight work. Slight work. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah, that's what you got. I was out scouting uh, other teams. That's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, you were Same trying to bags. make up some ground. <laughs> uh, John went 5-1. and one. Josh also went 5-1. and one. Both, uh, or I went four and two, and then both Isaiah and the fans went three and three. Damn, even Steven, week. baby. <laughs> even, even Steven. Even Steven. Still a just, solid two I, I, games I'm above five hundred. All my efforts on studying the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, that's I really what's that. happening. I, I feel like that. <clears throat> even though if we had to take like the Cowboy game specifically, I think I'm still like leading that one. But it's fine. Uh, Nick, Nick is fourteen and three for the Cowboys. I am fourteen and three for the Cowboys. John is fourteen and three for the Cowboys. Wow. And then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Isaiah's twelve and five. Oh, oh no! And then the fans hey, are twelve and five. <laughs> I missed. And then Josh was Josh is eight and three when picking the Cowboys. Oh gosh! Oh, that's not great. What, how many games am I behind you overall? Three. Oh. So it's me. Sixty-seven wins. Do it. Nick do it with now. sixty-four. Uh, then it is you John. Can do it. John and the fans that are five games back at sixty-two wins. Isaiah, dude, you're about to get caught by Josh, that's okay. and that's going to be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Uh, keep going, Josh. I can catch up to Isaiah. Yeah, team. Come on. Keep going. I'm a great team. Look uh, at us. Isaiah has 52 wins, and Josh, who's only been here for 11 weeks, has 42 wins. Mm. Mm. He's 10 games back of, wow. of Isaiah mm. right now. Okay. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we win some, you lose a lot. That's it. Again, <laughs> again I want to just point out that Josh is 42 and 18. In picking these games, this is insane. Like yeah. that's that's an all time Cowboys run. Josh he would be far and away the best if if he was here for. It's almost like you got to have like a greatest minimum, winning percentage. minimum number of temps. Like you know, yeah, 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 yeah to yeah, be yeah. like complete. Like no, like you would have. I'm the, the Joe Flacco. Even been close. You have the greatest winning percentage yeah. out of everybody on the show. Comeback player of the year. Comeback, Comeback player, player of the year. year. Yeah, rookie of the year. In there our never been here. Yeah. But. All right, here we go. Six games to pick this week, and they're all the playoff matchups. Let's start in the AFC. Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh. We were looking at a shot in the break, and it's just an unbelievably snowed-in Buffalo Bills stadium yeah. currently. 
I mean, does that play a factor at all? Or you gonna... Absolutely. I mean, they, they're, there's like a foot of snow on the ground. They're expecting 65-mile-per-hour wind gusts during the game. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly— That's what Isaiah played high school in. Gosh. Um, I, I'm taking the Bills, though. Uh, they're used to those conditions. I yeah. think their running game's a little bit better, too. So, give me the Bills. Oh, wait. I forgot. We got a, we got a phone caller here. Gary in New Mexico. <laughs> What's up, Gary? I was wondering when you're— Hey, hey guys. How y'all doing? What's up, Gary? Good to hey, have you back. Hey, real quick. I called in a few weeks ago. Yeah. I accidentally hung up on y'all guys at the end. I wasn't trying to— <laughs> be rude and my wife said to make sure i apologize oh, <laughs> i love that man. Trust all me, good man you are all good gary we appreciate you as I, always. I say it's been so much ruder to us at times so don't <laughs> he didn't even want to call in last week that was yeah, the liar he didn't want to call in uh gary in new mexico you know how this goes uh we're starting with the bills and the steelers who you got gary i gotta go with buffalo at home all right i'm going with the bills as well isaiah yeah bills Maybe the Buffalo Josh Allens. Mm, fighting Josh Allens. All right. This one also going to be very, very cold. Kansas City expected to be negative five degrees around kickoff, hosting the Miami Dolphins, who are 0 and 10 in their last 10 games where the temperature's been under 40 degrees. Isaiah, who you got? Dang it. I got to. I want to say Miami. The, the defense, man, they're they're beat up defensively in Miami. Come back to me. Okay, this is Josh. like the Panthers trying to win a game. Like you're gonna get the first pick. Don't worry. Just pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick against Mahomes. Like I, I got to go with Casey. Yeah, Kansas City in the playoffs, and Miami's not used to the cold, and they're banged up. Yeah, give me Kansas City. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. If this game was like kind of normal conditions, I'm taking Miami. But I'm, I'm I think. The and if they were healthy, are, they were missing a yeah, lot. I'm taking give, Kansas give City. Give me Miami. Oh, I think Josh McDaniels is in Do it either bag. way. Josh McDaniels or Not Mike jo- McDaniels? You know what I'm talking about. I, you know what I'm talking about. I just want to make Josh, sure. Josh Jadamus is on my mind, okay? <laughs> best winning percentage. Josh Jadamus. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I'm he's hot on your heels and he's, he's affecting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gary, who you got? Man, this one's a tough one because neither team is playing really good. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I go with the home team. You can't pick against Mahomes, so we'll go with Kansas City. Arrowhead will be ready for that. Yeah. It'll be a, a good one. This one's a little bit tougher. Houston hosting Cleveland. The Texans sneaking in, winning the AFC division. They went in that AFC South, and then you've got Cleveland and Joe Flacco, possible comeback player of the year. Josh, I'll start with you. There is no way (laughs) Texans have a chance to win this game. This is the Joey Flacco comeback playoff win. His single one, this will be uh, the Browns for sure. Give me Cleveland, too. I think that defense is so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I like C.J. Stroud. I like what the Texans are doing. I just think Cleveland has one of the best defenses in the NFL that nobody's talking about. Facts, yeah. And it's Houston. Like, And it's Houston. I picked against Houston last week. Though. Give me the Keeblers. Got it. Keebler Elves. So uh, this game happened on Christmas Eve in Houston. It was a 36-22 win for the Browns, but C.J. Stroud did not play in that game. Mm. C.J. Stroud's a difference. Give me the Texans. Ooh, good mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. What you thinking, Gary? Man, I, I live in New Mexico, but I was born and raised in Texas. So my heart is pulling for the Houston Texans. Okay. That's a great story. But Cleveland's defense is too good. I got to go with Cleveland. Ooh, he pulled a Lee Corso there. He went and like, you know what, Houston, it's a great story. Got everything going in the right direction. Got but. some people that I'm cheering for. My heart is there, but not so fast, my friend. There's no I'm Brown back? With the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Doesn't matter. C.J. Stroud's back. Yeah, it's C.J. Stroud. All right, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Can the Eagles right the wrongs of losing five of their last six and just completely dismantling them, their chances down the stretch? Thanks, 
Philadelphia to beat Tampa Bay on the road on Monday Night Football. Nick, I'll start with you. Gosh, this one's weird because, mm-hmm. I, I, like I've said this week, Philadelphia can turn it on and yes, win the Super they can. Bowl. <laughs> or they could fall flat Take. on their face in Tampa Bay and, and, and get lose. the coach fired. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Philadelphia here, but, man, I'm not confident in it. Okay, Gary? Is A.J. Brown going to play? Uh, it's a question. I, I would I would expect him to play. All right, man. I I can't I can't stand Philadelphia, but can they really go and lose at Tampa Bay? I mean, they can't yeah. do that. They're just more talented. I got to go with the Eagles. I think so too. As much as I would want to just pick Tampa Bay and, and raise the the pirate flag for a week, I I just think Philadelphia is a better team. Tampa Bay won a bad division. Give me give me the Eagles. Cheesesteak. Cheesesteak. Uh, I've won a lot of games picking p- picking these games, and uh, mm-hmm. in every one of those, I've gone wow. with my boy Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Let me continue to ride with my boy Baker Mayfield. I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I just love that Philadelphia has to wait until Monday to yeah. to lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> love that. Uh, this one's gonna be a fun one. Does their coach get fired? I hope so. I, no, I, you know what? No. I don't. Don't hope so? I don't hope I don't so. think he's I hope he anywhere. stays there forever. They just got to rehaul that entire defensive staff. That's yeah. a different conversation. Uh, Los Angeles and the Rams on the road against the Detroit Lions. First ever playoff game at Ford Field. Really? And it does include first wow. ever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ford Field's been <laughs> around for a while, and they have not hosted a playoff game there. Uh, and Matthew Stafford is a part of it, but he's not wearing the Lions uniform. Mm. He's wearing a Rams uniform. Payback. How about that? Rams at Lions. Who you got? Well, I think a lion is more powerful than a ram, so mm. I'm going with the Lions. Wait, what? Yeah. I think out in the wild. You're going with who? The Lions. Oh, okay. Why are you so surprised, Kyle? I don't know. I just was I was curious. Uh, keep going. Uh, come back to me. Come back to you? Yeah. Okay, Josh. I'll, I'll go first. Give me the Rams to upset the Detroit Lions. Ooh. I think they've, I don't know, they've, they're the hottest team in football. If I had to pick a team that I wanted to avoid in the first round, it was the Rams and the running game and the defense, and Matthew Stafford's been playing hot. <clears throat> Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, I like their weapons. I like the fact that they've been in the playoffs before and they've had some excitement. They've had some ups and downs. Give me the Rams to beat the Lions on the road. I think the Lions are going to dismantle <laughs> Matthew Stafford in a big, bad way. Uh, give me the Lions. Oh, um, man. This is an opportunity where I can catch one from Kyle, but I think mm, I'm going to take the Rams. I, hey. I, I, I've been saying it all week. I think they're the hottest team in the NFC, and yep. I, I'm going to stick to that. Uh, Gary? I think Sean McVay will outcoach Dan Campbell. Give me the Los Angeles Rams. That's going to be a fun matchup. Shout out, shout out to Sean McVay, too, man. For yeah. Nobody thought he had around. a chance this year. Yep. Like, in the beginning, and I remember him having an interview in the beginning of training camp. He's like, yeah, nobody nobody thinks we can do anything this year, mm-hmm. but we got it. Yeah. He's, right. He's a dog. He's done a really good job there. That game is after the best game of the week. The Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. It is a wideout for Cowboys Nation. Against the Green Bay Packers, 3.30 Central Time on Sunday. Gary, who you got in this one? All right, man, here we go. Dallas has a top-five offense, a top-five defense, a top-five special teams. The only team in the playoffs to have that. They got the second-best quarterback, the best receiver, the league's leading interceptor. We got seven pro bowlers, five first-team all-pros. Not going to be, here we go again, like Jimmy Johnson used to say, this year is different. It starts with Green Bay. Give me Dallas 41, Green Bay 17. Hey, clip that. That was 
straight fire. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. 4D Burger in the playoffs. Gary in New Mexico laying it down. Gary, thanks so much. We appreciate you as always. All right. Thank y'all, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Yes, sir. You too. I'm fired up. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, no, that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. Who wants to go next? uh, Cowboys. They're going to kill them. What's the score? Uh, Mm. Let me do uh, 40-20. 40-20. Okay. Uh, 42-17, Cowboys. 42-17, so you're right there with with Gary. Uh, I don't think it'll be a 40-burger. I I do think they'll put up some points. Give me Cowboys 37-21. I think they'll... Three touchdowns, huh? Yeah, I think they'll score a couple times. I think this is the perfect matchup for the Cowboys on paper. The only thing that I worry about, as I mentioned earlier, is a rush defense. Can they stop the run? I think they're going to have success with the run. I think Aaron Jones goes for 100 yards. But I think the Cowboys offense is going to be hot from the word go. Give me the Cowboys 38-24. I think Jordan Love gets hit in the chest one time and gets happy feet, Mm. like a little penguin. No, he hadn't done it this year. so Yeah, that's true. (laughs) He has not. All right. (laughs) Two o'clock Central Time. Did Cowboys you, pregame oh, live picked. at AT and T Stadium. What was that? I was gonna. I, I didn't thought think that you picked. Oh, I did. Yeah, but you did. Yeah, thirty-seven twenty-one. Yeah, two p.m. Central Time. Cowboys pregame live at AT and T Stadium. We'll be there on the sideline. Come say hi. Come have some Put fun. There. These two will be in the press box. We'll be out in Arlington having some fun. It is Wild Card Weekend. Woo! Wear the white shirts. Be loud, be proud, bring the energy, Cowboys Nation. Make some noise in the huddle like Isaiah That's said. Right. Make sure that Green Bay knows whose house this is and that the Cowboys remain undefeated at home. We'll be back on Monday to break it down for you. No, we will be back on Tuesday to break it down for you. No shows on Monday. That's right. We're eating, really? We're eating mm-hmm. queso on Tuesday. Yeah. That's, That's great right. to know. Yeah, no shows on Monday. <laughs> This MLK day. And then we've got queso on Tuesday. What yeah. is it? Drive safe this weekend, too, people. Yeah, everybody, please be safe in the ice, in the weather, and whatever. Look for the else shiny might ground. Come your way. Look for the shiny ground. There you go. For for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris, John Machota earlier in the week. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. Go Cowboys! Take down the Packers in the wild card round. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!